the thing that stuck out to me potentially the most about this quote is the timing of it. You don't say something like this if it's still something you're dealing with. If you're still dealing with the nonchalantness of your team or you're feeling like they're not necessarily revamped in their culture, you don't expose this to the media. Let me give you an example. If you're not good with your left hand as a basketball player, you don't come out in the pregame press conference and say, yeah, my left hand's not very good. Hope they don't take it away. You say it after you've been in the gym for hours and you've worked on that weakness and you've developed more of your left hand and now you can go both ways. You say, yeah, I used to be pretty bad with my left hand, but now I drilled it. I committed to getting better at it. I committed to changing that and now I can go either way. I'm good with both hands. Same thing with Brent Venables. If he felt like this was an issue, he wouldn't have told the media, yeah, we, we, we're you know a nonchalant bunch. I hope we're okay when they step out there on the first game. I hope we're ready to play on that on that first Saturday. No, that's not the case. So this to me, between the lines, says it's a different program. We're a different team than we were when I took over and they were getting ready to play Oregon. So Oklahoma fans should feel validated and they should feel excited and optimistic about the way this is going to look. Rush is back. Hour number two. Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas back in studio. I'm hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. Uh, I'm at the front row sports bar. We got the game on. Um, Sooners to the big lead right now. And I don't know what was this. They keep replaying this pitch. Riley Boone thought she got hit by the pitch. Um, and she jogged off to first base. And the umpire was like, no, 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 no. Get back here. No. And now they're going to video review to see if she actually did get hit by the pitch or not. Huh. Now, that's interesting. If if you don't if you're not sure if you got hit by a pitch or not, then I I guess I don't know what to say other than you shouldn't be wearing an arm pad. Right? No, like, she walked down to first base like she got hit. And the umpire said, "No, no, no, no way." Oh, now they're saying it did. Coach, she gets first base, and there's a run then. All right. There you go. Well, that's odd. And maybe I'm at a bad angle of it, but I watched the replay like five or six times in a row, and I couldn't tell that it hit her. I mean, it did hit that part of the armband, (laughs) but it was like the string part of it. They're counting that as a hit-by-pitch? Oh, my God. I can't believe that Northwestern's got to be livid with that. (laughs) Well... I mean, the game's pretty much already over, but still, yes, I would be kind of upset about that. She's got a Velcro strap hanging down, and it hit the Velcro strap, which I got to this is a totally, I mean, it's semi-related. Um, wow, long foul ball there. But you should have to have, in my opinion, in baseball and in softball, some type of medical explanation to wear an elbow, uh, elbow pad, upper arm pad or shin guard foot pad right um i'll give you the medical explanation it looks really cool when you're up there at the plate with the big old elbow guard barry bond sized elbow guard up well, there it looks good but it also takes away the fear from standing right on top of the plate yeah because you're all padded up i that's why i say you shouldn't be able to wear it because you know part of uh part of and it's more baseball than it is softball but Part of the difficulty in hitting is the fear that if you take one in, you know, to the elbow at 95 miles an hour, it's going to hurt a little bit. That's supposed to be something you overcome. If you're all padded up, standing right on top of the plate, 
then I don't know. I just I think it's but, unfair. Yeah, it gives you credibility. Even though you're not a home run hitter, even if you're not a home run hitter, and um, Riley Boone's a really good player, but she's not a home run hitter, you wear that elbow guard, it's like, oh, wow. she can drop balls. There we go. Grand slam. Really? Another one? Wow. Man, she put her finger in the air as soon as the bat or the ball left the bat. I just love that I'm 10 seconds behind and don't get to see any of this in real time. <laughs> and I love ruining it for you. You, yeah, you are. Janet Johns um, going uh, yard. So there Oppo. you go. Oppo, which she hit that long foul ball to right field, um, you know, a, a pitch or two ahead of that, but 13 1. And well, they I don't get three know outs, what, top of the top of the next inning, it's going to be a run roll. So we're yeah. pretty quick to wrapping this thing up. Um, back to that quote there. I'm guessing that's Pate, the same guy you play all the time. No, that I don't know who it is. That didn't even okay. sound like him. Actually, that is uh, JD Pickle on. Um, I think he's on three. Talking about Brent Venables. Well, I I don't necessarily agree with with what he's saying about like i think the culture has changed but i don't think that venables is getting in front of a mic and saying the team is too nonchalant because they've totally flipped the culture 100 percent right now and he's confident in it i don't think that's the case i think if he thinks the team is too nonchalant he's going to get out there and say it yeah that's not necessarily like the comparison to the left hand in basketball it's that's apples and oranges, right? That isn't necessarily something that you can exploit. Like, like there's a danger in telling your opponents that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be one thing if you said, "Boy, we just can't throw the ball downfield," or "We're not very good running the ball between the tackles," or you know, whenever we just rush four we can't get home like some of those things are gameplay and you don't want to give up any of your gameplay weaknesses i understand but i i think this is totally real whenever he calls something like that out from the program yeah I, he's i'm sure there's going to be coach speak at some point we haven't really heard it up to this i i'm kind of under the assumption that he's just a guy that only knows how to be honest with people you know and maybe we do get to a point where you know, he's got to hide an injury or he's got to play coy with something. I don't know. But he just strikes me as a guy that knows nothing other than to be just completely honest, whether it's to the fans, to his own players, or whoever it is. So, right. I, yeah, I, I think he was just being – I mean, I think that we would all agree with him as well. I mean, we weren't on the inside of the walls, but we knew something was off. Oh, yeah. it's It's been a talking point for a long time about, you know, not being physical enough, not being – a detail-oriented program, you know, not winning special teams, not walking away from the game being the most physical. I mean, we, those are things that we've talked about for a long time with Oklahoma. And, you know, it's the validating part of it is not that we're trying to feel like things have been fixed in six months of a new head coach. I'm sorry, but it doesn't happen that quickly. It's not that easy. It has to be uh, – you're talking about seniors – and, and juniors that have been three, four years in the program learning these habits, getting used to being coached a certain way, you don't walk in and totally change that around in six months. No. That doesn't happen. Uh, you, can, you can get a good, uh, a, a good movement in, in the right direction, 
but there's still going to be this overhanging thought from the players that, yeah, he's just he's just being hard right now. This is going to wear off, and it'll be kind of back to the way it used to be before too long. No, you're going to have to tear every shred of that out of these guys, and it takes a long time. And it'll probably take all the way through the season and into next offseason. Yeah, I mean, we're not in it every single day, but – I think we at least all feel good on where things stand at right now with the progress of doing that. Because you're right, it's not an overnight thing, but where they stand today seemingly is about as good of a spot as you could be in. Yeah. Well, I I, I think, yeah, I, I think that they've made great headway and continue to make great headway. And everything that the guys have done, you know, starting from whenever they reported officially under Venable's helm as head coach, everything that they've done so far has been way more difficult than it has been previously, and that's going to continue. That's going to continue through the summer. They had the first uh, first summer workouts Tuesday, and it's exactly what you would expect, yep. you know, exactly what you would expect. The guy's falling out left and right, and that's going to continue all the way through the summer. It's going to get harder and harder throughout the summer. And this is where the heat fu- gets turned up. This is where yeah. that happens. And, you know, you're going to be done with summer and you're going to catch your breath and you're going to say, oh, my gosh, finally football where it's going to be easier. And my guess is Brent Venables is going to have the toughest training camp that Oklahoma's had in a long, long time. Yep. He's going to push every – I, a lot of coaches, some coaches – have continually found ways to make it more accommodating and keep the guys fresher and keep the guys healthier. Venables is not going to do that. He's going to push the boundaries on finding ways to make it more difficult, to make it more physical, more punishing. That's where the true development throughout a a training camp happens. I mean, I I think your thought and approach throughout training camp is you don't want to beat down everyone before game one, but it's about development, man. That's what you want. That's what that time is for. Make your team better before the start of the season. I, I think his method is how you do that to the best of the, the abilities. Well, yeah, and football is football is not track. You know, track you build up for a, a handful of events, and everyone is in perfect condition, tip-top shape. You've trained and you've peaked for this one moment. That's not what football is. No one's ever, no, no team is ever going to be 100%. So stop trying to keep everyone 100% and start trying to condition guys to play whenever they feel awful because that's how they're going to feel for the most of the season. You're not going to get them back to 100%. You're not going to be able to plug the, uh, the cord in and charge the battery to to 100% and, and say, here we go. You're, you have to get good at playing whenever you're banged up, whenever you're bruised, whenever you've got dragging legs, when the weather's bad, it's too hot. Like Those are things that you have to get acclimated to. And There's too many programs out there that are trying to get everyone recovered and rested and back to full strength whenever you're just never going to get there. What if you're hurt against Texas, big dog? What if you're sick against Texas, big dog? What are you going to do, huh? You're not, not going to show up? What if you're hurt, big dog? What are you going to do? 
I'm sure that's yep. uttered a few times up there. Yeah, for sure. Um, OU three outs away, by the way, from moving on and playing Texas on Saturday in the WCWS. Steven Broken Arrow says Jordy Ball is warming up. I'm 10 seconds behind you, so feel free whenever to ruin it for me who's in the circle for this top of the fifth inning. Well, they just cut in, and it was showing, what's her, is it Michelle Smith talking about some of the aerodynamics on the ball it looked like, and then they're replaying slow-mo and zoomed in of some of Hope Troutwine's pitching, and as we go into live action, it's Troutwine back out on the, okay or in the circle. I'm, uh, hmm. Probably just getting her a workout in, I'm guessing. Is that how that goes? Getting Hope a workout in? No, 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 no. Getting Jordy Ball a workout in. Like if if you planned on possibly oh, using her, if it was going to be yeah yeah just like a yeah short twenty like thirty rehab, pitch, whatever. Yeah. I'm um I'm starting to think that she's going to pitch on Saturday against Texas. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe they throw Troutwine back out there in May, but I don't know, dude. I, the fact that Patty says she thinks that she's going to pitch, Patty is another one that I don't think would lie about that. I'm I, I'm sitting here right now, not going to be shocked if she starts against Texas on Saturday. Right. Well. Anyone with me on that? Or am I a lone wolf on it? Text line, you included. It's hard to say because I just don't know the condition she's in. I still. She's got to be in good enough position to pitch if Patty says we we expect her to have her at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, The fact that she hasn't come in this game with such a big lead leads me to believe that you're right and she is going to start like i said earlier if you were if you were still somewhat worried about her condition i think you would put her out there and see how she responds but if you're not worried about her condition i think you you keep it under wraps and have texas or whoever not know who they're going to face until the ball's rolled out there you know yeah, I think that's so. I I think you're kind of right that if she's not gonna if she's not gonna pitch in this thing, then she they're gonna start her because she's ready. Um, I tell you all the time. I told you yesterday. Seems like every single game, there's a new record, a new first time ever that this has happened. And Randy on Twitter says, "Well, that's the first Grand Slam in the Women's College World Series since 2016. Is it the first time that there's ever been two in the same game?" That may be the case. That may be the next new for this game. OU, the first team ever well, to hit two grand slams in the same game. Yeah, that's rare. That, that seems rare. So, it wouldn't shock me if it was uh, the first time, especially first time um, in the World Series. So, sure. Yeah. All right, they've got what they – she walked the, the first batter here. Yeah. And um, no outs. And like you said, they get three here. We're talking a ball game. Pretty quick, tidy win for the Sooners against Northwestern. Yeah, they, they got to get three more outs here, but we're going to be talking. I mean, the show's about to virtually turn into an OU softball postgame show once this goes final. Um, Texas is no joke, man. I, I think OU's the better team. Do not get me wrong on that one. But they went up to Washington and won a regional. Went to Arkansas and won a super regional and put it on a good UCLA team today, I 
I will pick OU to beat Texas on Saturday, but I don't know if they're just going to roll and win 13-1 to because Texas played yeah. his best softball of the year right now. They, they got it going. And you will see Dolcini again on Saturday. I guarantee it. Uh, it feels like the three Big 12 teams are all playing their best of the season right at the uh, the ultimate point here in the tournament, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas. Yeah. They may be your, your one, two, three favorites. Uh, text line, if we don't see Jordy, we riot. <laughs> uh, walk off. How is Barstool Northwestern Twitter doing, LOL? Yeah, they were talking their trash earlier this week. Um, I haven't looked at their uh, timeline, but I'm sure they're not doing well right now. Um, this account's been deleted. Is that what it's probably Pro- says? Probably perhaps. says, yeah. It's, it's not the right time. The last six months has not a bit been a good time to troll the Sooner fan base. Really has not been. Yeah, I mean, they're just going to show up in pitchforks, and you're, it's just not a it's not a winning battle. It's not a battle that you're going to win. I mean, you 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 may win a battle here and there. You're not going to win the war. OU fans are in for the long game right now. Right. Yeah. Well, i I think the I think the theory is sound. Like if you're going to if Jordy Ball's ready to roll and ready to start, you keep it under wraps. Uh, if, if you think she can go uh, a full game against uh, one of the hottest teams in the country in Texas, then you don't let anyone see her. Yeah. Uh, you have them guessing right up until the moment. They showed, uh, text line, they showed us the most grand slams by a team in the WCWS. If she's healthy, you start her Saturday, and then you give Hope four days off to start our bracket championship. And then you ready Jordy for game one of the championship on four days rest for her, too. Yeah, if, if Jordy can pitch on Saturday and she's ready to go and you win that game, you are set up perfectly, man, for the rest of the way. And that text didn't even mention Nicole May, who can right. come anytime she needs. Right. Yep. And uh, as uh, Hope Troutwine sat down the, the last two batters, that one looking. She's got some confidence back and is uh, is is dealing right now too, so looks good, man. A lot of fun. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out Newcastle Casino today. Stay tuned. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Jordy Ball is in the game. Speculate away for the next 48 hours. Uh, wow. OU is about to win this game here in about a minute and a half. They're up 13-1 in the top of the fifth. These updates brought to you by Cavens Construction. What does this tell? What is this storyline now uh, that Jordy Ball comes in for the final out of the game? I don't know. She just gave, out a, gave up a single there to left field on a full count. Um... I mean, she looks the same to me. I mean, she's energetic, bouncing around the circle. Um, I don't know what it means. I guess they're just flashing a little bit and giving her an opportunity to face some live hitters here with a a low-pressure situation. But I don't know. I don't know what it means. I, we will. You're, you won't be on tomorrow. Uh, you won't be on for a while because you're going on vacation next week. But tomorrow's show prep, Jordy Ball speculation and what that looks like. 
Well, she gave up a hit. You think she's ready? I don't know she's ready for Texas. I think she'll be just fine. She'll be just fine. I, um, I don't know. Speculate away. I, I think that she's in there just to get, like you said, a feel of it back and just get her ready to get back out there on Saturday is what my guess is. Now, I didn't see the whole first at bat. I just saw the last. Um, there's a couple of really good pitches. I, I could tell maybe she was just throwing off speed, but it didn't look like her full, like, violent release, you know. But that last one looked a little bit more like, like I'm used to. It must have been just kind of some off-speed stuff or something. Yeah. O two 2 right now. Yeah. Um, I have not been paying. Maybe text line can help us because I can't. We can't listen to the TV audio and what they're saying. So if they're saying something about her velocity now compared to previously, text line, you're always our ally. Help us out with that, 405-651-3439, because I, I can't tell if, the, if it's she the just, same below. She just gave up another single up the middle that scored a run. Uh, 13-2 now for the Sooners. Just a, a little bouncer up the middle, not well hit, but – uh, well placed in the throw home, almost got there in time, but she was safe at home. So still two on, uh, two out here. Jordy Ball's giving up two hits for her first two batters that she's facing. She came back, but I think this is probably why Patty Gasso wanted to put her in is, you know, just to give her some action and, and get the nerves out. Slow roller there into the game. That's it. All right. Uh, yep. let, let me let me plug this real quick. Women's College World Series update sponsored by Cavens. If you have a fire, mold, or water emergency, call Cavens Remediation and Restoration today. In Oklahoma City, their number, 405-573-3048, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. All right, the unofficial OU softball postgame show continues. And, you know, you got down one nothing, and you thought, okay, let's see if this gets interesting. But... What an exclamation mark, man. Two grand slams in not even the same game, Teddy, but did you have two grand slams in two consecutive innings? I think that they did. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. And, yeah, you go down 1-0, which anytime you're you're down in the, the World Series, it's a nervous time, but they throw up 13 unanswered until they uh, they gave up that, that run there in the – Two out run in the in the final inning with Jordy Ball out there, but I, I got to tell you the offense just continues to roll right where they've left off through the regional, super regional. They've been hitting really good, and second time through the lineup, they jumped all over yeah. that good Northwestern pitcher. And I, I, the only question you have coming out of this is what's Jordy Ball stuff really like? Because she goes out there and she faces. Three hitters, gives up two singles, one scores a run, and then strikes out the third, or actually did not strike out the third, got a slow grounder to short to end the game. So, you, I mean, that's really your only question coming out of it is, is, is Jordy Ball's best stuff still available? Sure, yeah. I, I do think it gives this team a whole lot of confidence, though, if nothing else. And I think that's what I've been most impressed with the past couple of weeks because – you know, I look, Hope Troutwine's got the number one ERA in all of college softball. But I think most people would say that Jordy Ball is the ace of this staff. She was the national yeah. freshman of the year. That's tough, man. I mean, going into postseason that late, losing your ace on the staff, you kind of have two ways to go. 
either you can really let that get to you mentally and the pressure can really get to you and you tighten up a little bit without your ace on the on the circle, or you can use it as an opportunity. You can use it as an opportunity to maybe wake up the bats a little bit more, get more opportunities for the two other pitchers behind her and Hope Troutwine and Nicole May. And that's exactly what they did, man. W without the best freshman in the entire sport and one of the best pitchers in the entire sport, they found a way to play their best softball of the year. So getting Jordy back at this point is just all icing on top. And as we've talked about before, if we see her again on Saturday against Texas and she's back to her old self, they're going to roll through everybody, I think, especially with the way that they're hitting the ball right now. Well, I'm curious to see what the text line says because I don't know. Just just watching her face those three hitters, I feel like she was feathering it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The first couple of pitches, I thought, well, maybe that's just the pitch that she's throwing. But it looked like she was in – I mean, that may have been her orders going out there from, from Patty Gasso is – just go out there and get it over the plate. Don't don't really bear down on anything, and because I can't where I'm sitting, I can't tell what the velocity numbers were, what the miles per hour was, and I don't know what pitches she's throwing. So it's kind of hard to hard to say if you're not watching it live. But I'm interested to see what people say if they they saw the same thing if they were talking about it on the broadcast. Yeah, well, Patty Gasso is going to shoot us straight in the post-game press conference. We know that, right? If if she didn't have the same velocity she's had before, I mean, Patty will tell us. I mean, she's not, not one that's necessarily all into coach speak. Um, text right. line says that she was throwing 109 miles an hour, so that's good, <laughs> <laughs> that's good to hear. 405-651-3439. Uh, someone in the 918 wants to know if 13-2 brings back memories for you. Oh, that's right. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Jordy Ball snapped it over the punter's head, and that's how Northwestern got two <laughs> runs in the end. <laughs> kind of, yeah, that's kind of the equivalent Pey there. Peyton says, I would have rather Jordy get a clean inning, but at least with the runner on, it makes it a little bit more pressure-packed to bring out the best of her. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there, there, just, there is some of that to go out there and face some hitters and – you know, I would say even to give something up, give up a run, give up a couple of hits, not the end of the world. It, you know, whenever your team gets out of there with a with a thirteen to two win, it, it, I, I still think it's okay to go out there and suffer a little bit of that just to get the nerves out, where it's not the first time you're. Because remember, she is the freshman of the year, but she is a freshman, and this still is the first time that she'll be pitching in the College World Series, and it's just a bigger atmosphere, bigger venue. There's more on the line. So I don't mind putting her out there, even if she's putting her out there with some orders at, you know, three-quarter velocity. Yeah, yeah. A text line saying definitely didn't pop like she has been. Uh, they mentioned she seemed to be avoiding hitting her body. That's where the pain will occur. We shouldn't be surprised. I, I, you know what? Now that we really think about it, we probably shouldn't be surprised by that outing. Um, we knew. I, I think we all kind of thought that she was going to be healthy enough to pitch, but not 100%, right? Now, the question is, whatever percent that she's at right now, 75%, 80%, is that good enough to beat a team like Texas on Saturday? Maybe. Maybe. But at, at this point, do you roll out a Jordy Ball that's throwing 75 or 80%? 
in the winner's bracket of the Women's College World Series when Hope Troutwine's no. pitching the way that she is and Nicole Mays pitching the way that she is? No. The answer to that is no. You don't. You do not start Jordy Ball against Texas, one of the hottest teams in the tournament, if she's not – when I say 100%, I, I know there's going to be pain involved, okay? But if her stuff is still 100% but she's throwing with pain, I still consider that to be 100%. I, I say you've got to have her – you start her whenever she's 100% against a team like that. Not yeah, anything sure. less than that. You still you start Hope Troutwine. Yeah, opinion. yeah. Um, you get a day's rest. I mean, I mean, Hope only was out there for what four and two thirds. I mean, really, that's kind of a light work day for Hope. I I think that she could turn around and pitch tomorrow if she had to. But you get a day off tomorrow. Back on Saturday, I think I'm with you. I think you hope you start Hope Troutwine. She's just you know what Hope is pitching like right now. It's a little bit different because she has the number one ERA in college softball. But, you know, G. Juarez turned into the best version of herself last year in this exact tournament. She didn't have a great year, and that's where it's vastly different than Hope. But you really found out in this tournament, okay, G's who we want to go to. And they pitched her, I think, what, four or five consecutive games to win the national championship. I kind of feel like Hope is on the verge of that. If she goes back out and she pitches a gym against Texas, you're going to be saying to yourself, we, we need to ride Hope all the way to a national championship here because she's in a groove, just like G. Juarez was last year. Right, yeah. Um, there's something about – because these are like, – she's, she's a very experienced pitcher. She's, you know, thrown a lot of innings. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, and she's talked about it, these, this, these are the biggest atmospheres and the biggest games that she's ever – pitched in and going out there and getting a run rule uh giving up one earned in your first college world series game even though you're your upperclassman i big time i think that it would make total sense for her to start building on some of that confidence just like we saw g Warras last year yeah i mean she got i mean she let up a run but it was, you know, one pitch that a Northwestern hitter was able to square it for a solo home run. So it's not right. – I mean, she got behind in too many counts today. And she issued too many walks. So it wasn't perfect for Hope. But all things considered, in her first Women's College World Series game, I'll take it, dude. I'll take yep. it. Is that the only hit that she allowed? I think Northwestern had three hits and Jordy gave up two. So I think Hope Troutwine's only hit she gave up was that home run. She's all yeah, right. Yeah, that, yeah. that may be right. That may be right. Uh, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. We'll be uh, talking more OU softball as we roll on. I'm hanging out at Newcastle Casino. We'll be back. Next, OU rolls today over Northwestern, game one of the Women's College World Series. I'll tell you who's next. Texas Longhorns are next on Saturday. And I told you, man, I told you all week long, best case scenario for this tournament, 
obviously is a national championship, but wouldn't it be sweet if you get to roll through Texas and avenge that loss in Austin and play Oklahoma State in the championship series and avenge that loss in the Big 12 championship? Well, opportunity number one presents itself on Saturday. I'm going to guess it's uh, Haley Dolcini of Texas and probably Hope Troutwine of OU in the circle on Saturday afternoon. How do you like OU's chances? Uh, well, I would call them the large favorite, but, you know, I don't know. It's hard to know. I, I, I still believe that if we see Jordy Ball start, she's got her 100% stuff. If she doesn't start, it doesn't necessarily mean that she doesn't have her 100% stuff, but Patty Gasso is less likely to believe that she can throw a full game at her at her, you know, at her best. It, it's hard to draw anything from this game that we just watched where she faced three hitters because I still think, and, and maybe we'll hear some audio from Patty Gasso at some point, I still think that she was purposely not putting everything behind it. Sandbagging it a little bit, and Texas is like, oh, yeah, we'll time her up just fine, and she's back to her old self on Saturday. (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't think it has anything to do – yeah, I just think it was to face some live hitters, and I don't think it was her saying that, man, I just don't feel it. I can't can't fully – uh, put everything behind this like I usually do. My guess is it was probably a prearranged situation that she talked about with Coach Gasso. If that's the case, but <laughs> there's a really good chance that what I'm what I thought I saw just is not true, and her velocity is right at what it typically was. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I mean, we have more questions maybe now about Jordy Ball than we did before the game started, but let's not let the Jordy Ball storyline distract us from the fact that OU's offense was incredible today. And even the first two innings where they didn't score any runs, that was the only two innings they didn't score any runs today, they were hitting the ball hard, they were getting on base, they just got very unlucky in the second inning where they got doubled up and uh, Kenzie Hansen hit one hard. But they hit two grand slams today. And one, I mean, the OU's offense has had very few complaints this year. But one of the big complaints is two out hitting, leaving runners on base. There's been times this year where, you know, getting runners on base hasn't been an issue, but getting those runners in has been an issue at times. That wasn't the case today, man. I mean, you loaded them up a couple times, hit a couple grand slams. Like We can talk about Jordy Ball, Hope Troutwine all we want, but if that offense is going to be consistent throughout this tournament, forget about it, man. This this team won't lose. That, that team right. will not lose that play today. Yep. Yep, I I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Um, although I do, I still think that Oklahoma State and Texas are legitimate threats. Yeah. You know, we both of those teams have have beaten Oklahoma this year, which I think gives them an edge over anyone else. And I'm not really talking about any of the like actual potential, but I'm just saying the confidence going into the matchup. If you've already beat someone before, it's not some undoable task that nobody can accomplish and we're just here to try our best and, you know, who knows what happens. If you've already beaten them, 
there's a level of confidence going into the game that you just can't replicate, and confidence is everything. Yeah, it so is. So I think it does give those teams an edge. Now, Oklahoma's still the, the massive favorite, but – those two teams have an edge that no one else in the tournament does. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely one way to look at it, and I think that that's fair. Like, Haley Dulcini has beaten Oklahoma. She's one of one of two teams to beat OU, and she shut them down. She shut them down in that Sunday game in Austin. But, you know, we said it during this game. Wait till OU gets their second time around the order. Let's see what happens. And we saw what happened. They hit two grand slams in, in two innings. So, on one hand, it could be a positive for Dulcini that she's seen Oklahoma – but is it an advantage for OU that they've seen her a couple times? I mean, that could definitely be an advantage for the way that they're hitting the ball right now. Sure. Regardless, yep, I, I mean, that. Dulcini is allowed to pitch well again against OU on Saturday, but the way this team is, is swinging the sticks right now, I just don't see a scenario where she only holds them to one run or anything like that. This team is going to – they're going to get their hits. Northwestern's a good team, man, with good pitching. They, they, they've right. been – this isn't a Johnny-come-lately team that just got hot. They've been in the top ten all year long. They're a really good softball team. And in four trips to the plate, OU scored 13 runs today. Right. It's just, just yeah. offensively, they are they're, they're, they're hitting on all cylinders. And, it, what, like, and everyone gets distracted, I think, by Jocelyn Allo, and rightfully so, but that's the thing about OU's lineup. T.R.A. Jennings is a great hitter. She hits a grand slam. Jana Johns is a great hitter. She hit a grand slam. So it's not like Jocelyn Allo just single-handedly had a great day today. It was down the order at Riley Boone who had a couple big hits today. It seemed like everyone up and down the order today, they produce in a big way. And that's that's got to be scary for everyone else. Yep, no doubt about it. Um, I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see how Oklahoma State looks this evening because um, – they're one of the, you know, like, like I said earlier, the three Big 12 teams are the three hottest teams entering right now. And I, I guess there's some others out there, but uh, I think the three best, inter, three hottest and kind of the best body of work behind them as well. There's some other teams that have caught fire recently, but, you know, haven't really, haven't really been on that level the whole season, so I don't know. I think Patty's at stuff. the podium right now, so whenever she passes along some or whatever audio's on Twitter, I'll, um, I'll I'll pass along next segment. We'll get an update. Good deal. All right, quick timeout. Remember, coming up Saturday, June 11th, we've got the Belmont Stakes, uh, eight dollar Belmont Jewels all day with made with Jack Daniels. And they've also got free hot dogs while supplies last, and that starts at 2 p.m. Saturday, June 11th here at Newcastle Casino. Stay tuned. Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two of the rush on this victorious Thursday. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, and a whole lot more. CavensConstruction.com or you can call them 405-573-3048. Tulsa 918. 
282-7612. All right, let's get to some quotes from Patty Gasso in the postgame press conference. Quote, Jordy is made differently. People see that. People like that. You like her enthusiasm, the way she rips off her mask when she gets what she wants. To see her doing what she did today is the greatest victory we've had so far this season. End quotes. Sounds like Patty Gasso's pretty happy with what she did today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, she has a significant injury, and to be able to, to go out there and, and and be a part of a College World Series win is something. Does that make you feel like like just being able to put her out there in a mop up situation is maybe uh, if she's calling it that big of an accomplishment that maybe that's all we should expect? Um. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go too much from yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to go that far from it. Um, I just think that she probably knows how impressive it was to get back in that short amount of time. Honestly, yeah. and in a game like that is is what I is what I would guess. But I, I I really you know the more that you think about it, you cannot take for granted what this win meant today for OU's national championship hopes because they had to go the scenic route last year. Man, they lost the first game and what they have to win. Four straight? Yeah, win four straight to make it to the championship series? That's taxing on a pitching staff. And without knowing exactly where Jordy Ball is at right now, to not put yourself in a situation where you have to win four games in four days or whatever it's going to be, that's that's key to you know being on the winner's side of the bracket. If you win Saturday, buddy, all you got to do is win one of the next two to make it to the championship series. You are in great shape if you win on Saturday. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're you're probably right, and there may be still a little bit of gamesmanship going on. Could be here with uh, with Jordy Ball and and what to expect from her if she does take the circle against Texas. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out Newcastle Casino today. Final hour is next.